Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Oh, more Julie Andrews. I'm so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love these movies. Mm-hmm. Really and truly. Yeah. Like, like Mary Poppins will always be my one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. puts you in a good mood, I feel like. It does. Honestly. Well, it's Julie Andrews. She's just... She is queen. Really? It's just, she is. She's yeah. queen. She is. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so Pixie Dusters today, as you, as we said, we're talking Mary Poppins. We are going to pretty much focus on the first Mary Poppins, but because there is a second Mary Poppins, we have to talk about it because we mm-hmm. do love Emily Blunt. Yes. We probably won't spend as much time on it, but mm-hmm. we can't not talk about the second one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Love her too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The IMBD summary yeah. says it's very short. In it the is. turn of the century, in turn of turn of the century, London, a magical nanny employs music and adventure to help two neglected children become closer to their father. It's so cute. It is. 
but the the trivia on this and you know what i don't know why i didn't think about this we should have also done saving mr banks uh okay so i i watched saving mr banks last night Uh uh-huh and i was just like oh the same thing i was like we maybe should have included this but at this point it was like and we can't it's very (laughs) late in the the game so i have i have some stuff i can share i have like notes on my phone a little bit about like pl travers and all that but yeah and i have some stuff in my head that i know about her too but right to tie it all in yeah yeah but as i was doing the trivia i'm like crap i'm saving mr banks yeah it's it's all kind of one thing so all together but it's okay we'll we'll do tie-ins not specific dive like big dive into miss saving mr banks yes we will reference it so yes So, well, and just to reference it right now. So if you don't know what Saving Mr. Banks is, Saving Mr. Banks is the movie that Disney put together that talks about how Disney, like Walt himself, which Tom Hanks was phenomenal as Walt Disney. Like he was so convincing. I watch him all day. You you just play Disney like the rest of your life for me, please. Literally, he is Walt. So Walt Disney is going after the Mary Poppins movies and is just trying to pretty much sweet talk P.L. Travers to let him make these movies because his daughters loved the books so Mm -hmm. much that he promised them that uh, he was going to try to make these movies. And P.L. Travers was not having it at all. 20 years. Took even meet with him. One year to even meet yep. Walt Disney. Yup. And pretty much it was because her books are not, and I've never read the original Mary Poppins, and I really want to. I need to find them. Mm-hmm. But they were not like Disney. Disney is very animated and and goofy, and, and not her Mary Poppins. And, and Mary Poppins in the book is not at no, all she is very straight laced <laughs> uh-huh. yeah no goofiness there yeah and and pl travers actually based mary poppins and the whole situation kind of off of her own life with her mm-hmm. own father and and what happened so it it was something that was very close to her so when yeah. disney and this is where like in the, in saving mr banks when she, when he brings her to magic kingdom to actually like walk the streets of all disney i'm like how can you not say yes to this man? But she was like, she was very, very, she did very not. Strict she with she was not having the the swing no. at the Disneyland and all no. and the tours and all that of the the studios, which we would have been like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Like, I'll do whatever life. you want me to do. Exactly. <laughs> you can have my you can have my soul, like here. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. But I had I don't know if I had, I might have it actually in my comments. I copied so much stuff this morning. <laughs> I don't remember what all was like saving. Yeah, I saw some of your stuff was. Yeah, uh, I do have some stuff the... about her in there. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought yeah. about her that I had saved. But let's go ahead and just jump into some of the trivia. So when yeah. she finally agreed, when she finally agreed and said yes, first of all, she's like, I need a hundred percent like involvement. Like she would not just mm-hmm. let Disney do his thing right away. She eventually mm-hmm. did, but she had a hundred percent involvement. So once yes. we finally were able to do that, we got the Mary Poppins and some of the trivia is about when they were filming and some of it is mm-hmm. just fun stuff. So the right. very first trivia that came up on IMBD was when founder and now former chief archivist at the Walt Disney archives, Dave Smith went on a search for the snow globe from the movie. So the snow globe for the birds, Mm-hmm. which featured birds flying around St. Paul's Cathedral. He finally found it on a shelf in a janitor's office. 
because the janitor explained that he saw the snow globe sitting in a trash can. Disney. Who did that? But found it too pretty to throw away and kept it himself. What idiot who did that? Away the snow globe. Who did that? Come on, people. It's like iconic. Oh, dum dums. So I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, just okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the step in time sequence, which is one of my favorite sequences, had to be filmed twice because of a scratch on the film from the first take. Yikes. The entire sequence took a week to film, and they had Yikes. to do it again after that week. So it took them two weeks to film step in time. That's crazy. Because we were on film, and if mm-hmm. you and you don't know you don't know it's not like now digital you can just rewatch it real quick and be like Mm -hmm. oh no we need to do it again they don't know they gotta wait until they can pull the film out and examine it watch it back Uh uh-huh oh my gosh this is off i mean slightly off topic so there's this show on vice channel it's called icons on earth and and brett and i have been watching it and like this series was about star wars and george lucas like specifically george lucas but mm-hmm. they were showing how his wife marcia was editing the original star wars and like the machines and they're like literally cutting like it's film like and they're cut cutting it, it yes. and you're redoing and I'm just like <gasps> and I splice like it together days. and oh it's terrible Brett yeah kind of laughed at me because i was just like i was geeking out while mm-hmm. i'm watching this which I wish that series would have came out before we did Star Wars Summer mm-hmm. because there was so much that I'm like, we will I revisit know that in April. And I know a lot in April. We will just be like, all right, <laughs> we need to back the train here's, up and talk a little bit more about George. Well, to be fair, I don't think we talked about George, but we never did like a full on dedicated like George Lucas. Well, and I don't dive. think that you and I really realized how much Marsha, his first wife, was involved. No, not in, at the beginning. No, I did not. Because mm-hmm. Marsha, they, we, so somebody, George almost took the force out of Star Wars and she's like, no. And she put it back in herself. And Good she job. did all the emotional scenes. Like literally, I could I, see that. I know George is like the face of Star Wars, but I'm like the original series, like probably 70% of the story is Marsha. And I'm like, no wonder the prequels went downhill because they divorced by that point. Mm-hmm. So she was nothing to do with her. Yeah. Uh huh. So interesting. Yeah. yeah we will. Note. So we will do George <laughs> and Marsha. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to Dedicated. figure out, if, like, figure out if you if you're able to stream that next year because it was a really good like six episodes and they're oh, an wow. hour each. Okay. Cool. They're so good. Okay. So good. Anywho. Back to Julie. <laughs> Back to Julie. So many of the nannies, this was funny. I did not realize this. Mm-mm. Many of the nannies in the, the long line of applicants for the job at the start of the movie were actually men in drag. I had no idea. Although it makes sense now. I Yeah, it does yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you look at it, you're like, oh, oh. I, I can see it yeah. in my yeah. head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney regarded this movie to be one of the crowning achievements of his career. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then with five wins out of 13 nominations in total, this movie marked Walt Disney's single most successful night at the Academy Awards. Yep. Never before since as of 2016 has a single Disney movie won as many Oscars in one evening. I think it's still true. I'm pretty sure it's I still true. I don't think anything has changed. I don't think anything changed. else has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
this movie, I don't, whether you're a Disney fan or not, you should always see this movie. You should always have your kids watch it because it is the one, it should be in like the top 10 of best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. It probably is. Actually, I would, I would dare say top five, mm-hmm. but that might be just me. <laughs> Lyricist Robert B. Sherman, because we had the Sherman twin or brothers, brothers. twins. Yeah. Searched for nearly two weeks for a catchy phrase that could be Mary Poppins, Poppins anthem. He came across the perfect title when his young son, Jeff, came home from school one day and announced that he had just received a polio vaccine, thinking that the vaccine had been administered as a shot. Sherman asked, did it hurt? He replied, no. They just gave it to me on a cube of sugar and I swallowed it down. Sherman tried the idea on his brother the following morning. Richard put the phrase to music and a spoonful of sugar was born. Mm-hmm. So cute. It's funny how like you find out these little things of like how things came to be mm-hmm. through kids and family and just yep. all you're like and polio oh, vaccines. <laughs> yeah, polio vaccines. On a sugar cube. It wasn't even a shot. Yeah, that's like a thing they started doing. Yeah. Can we do that with like our other vaccines? Very interesting, right? Like way back then they figured out how to do it as an oral thing. And we somehow lost it. Yeah, we have nasal sprays and shots. Come on, Sammy, work on that for me. Yeah, let me just just pull out my biochemistry nonsense that I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) and, and make it. Aren't you supposed to remember everything you go to school for? Well, if you ask my husband, yes. So <laughs> there you go. And things I didn't learn in school, he thinks I should know. So, yeah. Oh, boy. The filmmakers didn't inform Karen Dotris, who played Jane, or Matthew Garber, who played Michael, about some of the surprises mm-hmm. that were going to show up in the movie. Karen's dumbfounded look when Mary Poppins takes out item after item from the carpet bag and her little scream when Mary Poppins gives the medicine of different colors were mm-hmm. genuine. Mm-hmm. The children also weren't told who was acting as Mr. Dawes Sr. and were horrified oh. that the horrible man was going to fall down and die at any moment. That's terrible. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being those kids? Not the first part. The first part is like awesome. Like the magic yeah. carpet bag and then the yes. different colors for the, the medicine. Uh-huh. But the Dick Van Dyke thing, you be like traumatized. Because <laughs> he really does. He slips around he the entire scene and you're just like he's even watching it. Purpose. Yes. And I know he's not that old man in the scene. I know uh-huh. he's fine. But even watching it like now, I'm like, oh, he's going to break a bone. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. this is it for Mr. Doss Sr. <laughs> like, well, Dick Van Dyke was just stick. He was like, his legs are like this big. He's like this, my forever. The ones listening. He is forever a stick. Yes. Yes. Because yes. I've been, so Brett loves the Dick Van Dyke show and it, uh-huh. it's Dick a classic channel. Yeah. So I've been watching it with him and it's just, he's the same. He's absolutely the same on this show. He's just all, oh, it's so much fun. I love him. He's ridiculous. He's, he's amazing. I never still change. We still have him. Mm-hmm. Never change. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah let's see here oh the disney movie as of 2006 so this is still like oh my gosh how many years ago was this a lot how old are we 16 years old 16 years yeah oh 16 years this is when we 2006 when we graduated high school i know that's so long ago it is now 
Oh my gosh. Okay. It holds the record of having the longest in print status on video. This movie was released on video in 1981 and has been re-released. Yes. Several Mm -hmm. times managing to stay in the video stores since then. Not once has the movie been out of print on video. And I know this is as of 2006, but it got re-released again when we had Mary Poppins returns and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's still on the shelves, even though we're digital. Yeah. So it's, it's been around mm-hmm. long time for sure long long time and and this is every movie we're not talking just disney we're yeah, talking like all movies. this is why i like best movie of all time mm-hmm. very true miss travers author pl travers Wait, it's, was it's mrs Travers. isn't that what she kept saying in, oh in, yeah uh, mrs saving it's mrs travers not mrs not pam not pamela <laughs> it's mrs travers Mrs. Travers (laughs) was adamant that in this movie, there should be no suggestions of any kind of romance between Mary Poppins and Bert. This is explicitly referenced in the song Jolly Holiday. Okay. Jolly Holiday with you, Bert. She talks about how, like, you don't need to be afraid to be around him. You know, oh yeah, he's that's not true. gonna like hit on you in yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like 19, you know. But he's way. sitting there talking about a bunch of women at one point, and I'm like. The thing is, they list with the penguins or whatever, all these women, and Mary's just, like, annoyed. So jealous. She's <laughs> so jealous. I, they may have put it in the song, but I think the implications are still there. Oh, despite oh what she is for saying. sure. Like, even in Mary Poppins Returns, when she asks about Bert, oh, I'm like, Bert? mm-hmm. What's Bert mm-hmm. up to? Yep. I see you, Mary Poppins. And, but what I don't understand is I know I definitely read somewhere that in the books, Mary Poppins has a gentleman friend named Bert. A gentleman, you know, a gentleman friend named Bert. So I'm just like, what was her problem with this? I guess because he's a chimney sweep. Or I don't sweep, know. Yeah. Possibly. But he, yeah. she definitely had a little something in the books from what I understand. So She had to. I mean, she's, she's Mary Poppins. She's practically perfect in every way. How, well, that actually could be hard to find a guy. Yeah, are you going to find like, a guy that matches up to, up to you? Standards. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I found that funny. Mm-hmm. Matthew Garber, which whenever I'm reading like Matthew Garber, I'm like, oh, Matthew, because we lost him mm-hmm. to suicide, I believe. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. In his 20s. I'm pretty sure. familiar was, to me, though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was in that. But he was paid 10 cents for, which... 10 cents is hilarious to me mm-hmm. 10 cents for every time they filmed the tea party scene he was afraid of heights so somebody offered to pay him a bonus 10 cents for every mm-hmm. take yeah which back then was probably a lot but it's so cute though you're like all right cute. if you do it again because that that had to have been a lot of time up in the air for that oh scene. yeah so oh yeah. yeah and getting it right because they had to do the flips and the tables everywhere and mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah Mrs. Travers never <laughs> forgave Walt Disney for what she saw as a vulgar and disrespectful adaptation of mm-hmm. her Mary Poppins novels. Mm-hmm. In 93, 29 years after the release of the movie, stage producer Cameron McIntosh approached Travers about a musical theater version of her work. She initially refused, citing, the, citing this movie as a reason why she would never again allow an adaptation of her Mary Poppins series. After several meetings, however, she relented, though when McIntosh suggested using the songs from the Disney movie in the production, Travers again balked. Of course. 
After much more pleading, Macintosh convinced her to allow a stage production with the songs from the movie on the strict provision that no Americans participate in the development. <laughs> she and really further, hates that us. no one involved with the movie version, including the Sherman <laughs> brothers, both of whom were still alive and working at the time, could participate. Macintosh okay. proceeded with development of the stage adaptation for several years without any involvement from Disney per Travers' wishes. Though after the author's death in 96, the Walt Disney Company was allowed some degree of creative involvement and went on to co-produce the musical with Macintosh. The musical debut in London's West End in 2004 before opening on Broadway in 2006. It received seven Tony Awards, including Best Musical. My goodness, this lady. She was adamant. Yes, and I read an interview. It was with, oh, which Sherman brother? Richard, Richard Sherman, I believe, because Robert had already passed. But Richard, like, essentially said, looking back on his discussions with her and working on the movie, it, like, makes him physically ill to his stomach because it was such a chore. <laughs> like, all these years later, yikes. So that's probably why she was just like, no, none of them. Even though it's a freaking musical and you have the Sherman brothers right there that could tweak the songs make new songs they're genius yes to a musical i'm like i this baffles me like you have some of the best songwriters available and you agreed to do a musical and yet you're just like no disney no none of them well and i know like so she ended up walking away and letting disney finish the music finish the movie how he wanted Mm -hmm. but look like there must have been so much trauma in her life where she couldn't enjoy something as beautiful as Mary Poppins or just mm-hmm. Disney in general. I'm like, what happened to you, woman? Like, who who hurt you? I'm probably your dad, but yeah, it's probably that whole thing with her dad can dying we when get she was you young. To a therapist, like, you probably really did need some therapy. Yeah, honestly. like I need you to enjoy Disney. Mm-hmm. It's intense. <laughs> it pains me when people say they hate Disney. Like, it physically pains me. But you know what? You don't want to have joy in your life. It's fine. I will take yeah. all the extra. Don't worry. This is true. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, two more. The word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which Travers hated, by the way. <laughs> Not a fan of made up words in general, and that one especially. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seem to predate this movie. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but language experts have yet to pin down how down by how much or what exactly it originally meant an urban myth is growing that it has something to do with the irish or scottish female workers i can't i'm not family friendly you're not going to say that word its use in this movie may have been inspired by a nonsense word i didn't know what word it was i'm sorry i'm so sorry interrupted go ahead its use in this movie may have been inspired by a nonsense word the sherman brothers learned at summer camp they remembered having a word that the adults didn't know and thought the bank's children should have one too so there's rumors that it was a word from the red district (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yeah or it could have been some made-up word the Sherman brothers had when they were at summer camp. No I one know, really knows. I read something, too, that there was a lawsuit at one point that somebody else was like, we made up this word. And it was very similar, if not exactly mm-hmm. the same as this. So then there was some language person or some historian or somebody who found a reference to it, like, way, like, 1800s or something. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's, it's been around. We'll just say the Sherman brothers probably heard it or something. Yeah. And they remember it from childhood. So yeah, I'm not going to go with the, the R rated version because that's confusing. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's strange. We're going to go with the nice version, which is uh, just it's something kids would say and they remember yes. from their childhood. And now yes. we say it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I read that. I'm like, I would never would have saw that coming. It's but you know, Disney. Yeah. Okay. yeah. In a rare interview in 1977, Mrs. Travers stated that she thought this movie was well made and had a lot of positive aspects to it. However, she felt it was so different from her books that she wasn't happy with the final product, which at yeah. least she recognizes that it was well made. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I, I did I did read too that at the premiere she like cried because she was so upset <laughs> and right after in the movie well right well in the movie they try and because it's disney you know gotta have that nice sunshiny ending. oh no i knew when she was crying in that scene they, she was not happy <laughs> they did try and imply like she was just emotional about the scene or whatever and that's not the case no she, this lady literally was like horrified about what they did and i read that she went up to disney right after the movie and she was like the animation has to go and he's like man that ship sailed and basically just walked off from her it was like that's nope <laughs> we're done like this is the movie lady so yeah so that's probably another reason why she is kind of mad at him yeah yeah i can see that mm-hmm. and then finally walt disney pictures hit their first dvd release ever when dvds came around was mary poppins oh that's such a nice it's, thing it, well and it just shows like Mary Poppins, even though we don't really have a ride or anything, like we really don't have anything big with Mary Poppins in the parks, but Mary Poppins is such a iconic woven into the Disney DNA that Mm -hmm. I say, even though it's a 60s movie, I think that it's more important than the princess movies. I Mm -hmm. think it's more important than Snow White and Cinderella and and like all the first animations. Like this is just... This is Walt Disney's jewel and we should never lose it. I just, my thoughts whenever I watch this movie and especially, you know, like when I watched it this week, I was trying to be like, okay, we're watching it for the podcast. So I want to, you know, not just watch it, like actually look up things about it and pay attention. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, I was like, if anything screams Disney, it's this movie. Like it Mm -hmm. has Walt Disney's touch. Obviously he was involved. We know that, but I just out of all the movies he personally was involved with, I feel like this is the most like this yep. is Disney right here. If this is Disney's brain into a movie, this is what mm-hmm. he, you know, this is, represents him. So another Agreed. reason to love it. Mm-hmm. And then of course I had to pull out some memorable quotes. I don't think I got all of them, but I, I try to get some, some that I well, feel like I always like go to all the ones <laughs> I wrote down. I erased because you had them in here. So (laughs) I didn't have to add anything. That's good. Yeah. So first one, of course, is in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and the job's a game. Love it. And then we go into a wonderful musical number. Exactly. And then I don't know if I can say it. I'm going to try. I was wondering. I'm going to try. You know, you can say it backwards, which is Doshis Ali XP Frigid Calarupus. Did I do it? I think so. Yeah. Docious LEXP. No. Docious LEXPisk Fragile Cali Rupus. Yeah. Docious LEXP. I can't say it as fast as Julie Andrews. Yeah. She says it so fast. Still say it. 
It's insane. Julie, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, like she's in an interview probably a couple of years ago and they're like, can you still do it? And she's like, uh, and then she does it. And I'm like, dang. You, you have that just in your brain now, lady, because there's I don't no think way. I'll ever go away. Mm -mm. But she says it, but that's going a bit too far. Don't you think? Indubitably. I love that little thing. Don't you think? So yeah. Don't are you, you serious? No one can say that. <laughs> except no you. Say, we're lucky we can say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yes. You know how long it takes kids probably to learn? <laughs> oh my gosh, it took me forever. Right? Oh. And then I love this scene between Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins where Mr. Banks says, just a moment, Mary Poppins, what is the meaning of this outrage? I beg your pardon. Will you be good enough to explain all this? First of all, I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes, I never explain anything. And then she walks out. And then she's just done. She walks up the stairs. She's like, this is the end of the conversation. I don't explain anything. And I'm like, yeah, I love her. Okay, Mary. Cool. I think some of my sass came from Mary Poppins. She is a very sassy lady. She is sassy. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Here. And then, of course, from the, the measuring tape scene. Mm -hmm. As expected, Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I love that. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love this one. Close your mouth, please, Michael. We are not a codfish. <laughs> yes. And she's still right. They reference it in the next movie, and I just they love it. do. They refer <laughs> back to it. Mm -hmm. They do. And then the last one I pulled was Michael talking about Mary Poppins, and I love this line. He says, "We better keep an eye on this one. She's tricky." You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> she's tricky. not an accurate statement yes you're you're correct michael she is a bit tricky smart smart kid yes mm. yeah and there's other great memorable lines from oh, the movie course. and and of course all the songs are iconic i didn't even put any of bert's lines in here and bert's like one of my favorite characters as well mm -mm. so yeah you just you gotta watch it if you haven't watched mary poppins you're under a rock you should really Which, check it out or if you haven't watched it in a while you should just rewatch it i'm pretty sure my boyfriend has either never seen this movie or hasn't seen it since he was like five did you watch it with him no because he couldn't get to it but it's on the list he will watch it oh my god i well, gave him the option one day i said okay big hero six mary poppins are tangled mm -hmm. and he picked big hero six i'm like okay i should have just told him we're watching mary i feel poppins. like he probably has seen that one that's probably why he picked it he never seen big hero six what Oh, Honey, there's a lot of Disney movies he hasn't seen, and this they're is, on our list. This is Robbie 2.0. I'm telling he you, he has not. He has not seen Tangled either, which mm -hmm. is makes sense. But mom, Tangled, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But we, just, we have a lot of movies to go through. Yeah. Okay. All right. It'll be fine. We yeah. got into pirates. Mm -hmm. It's good. One he thing liked down. him. He didn't mm -hmm. hate him, but he didn't. He didn't love him. But mm -hmm. they're okay. It's okay. I guess. Mm -hmm. Are going to approve <laughs> he doesn't love pirates? We'll see. We got to see his opinions on some other Disney movies and then we'll decide. Well, also, he hasn't watched any of the Harry Potter movies except for the first one. Oh. It's on our list. Don't this worry. is literally Robbie 2.0. I'm telling you. What the... What the just, we should just put them in a room together and then I can talk about all the movies they've seen that we've never seen and then we can just talk about Disney and ignore them because what the heck? That's like a plan. <laughs> All right, Sammy, what's your oh, opinion boy. on Mary Poppins? I mean, All I know right. you love it, but. Obviously, we've established this, so I don't need to go into my little, like, oh, I love it, whatever. So, okay. So, fun fact, if you listen to our show over and over again, if you skip the intro, which I would understand, because I tend to do that on podcasts I listen to a lot, and I'm just like, that's hard. I love our intro, though. But <laughs> in our intro, we do have a quote from Mary Poppins. Shall we begin? Yes, that's in there. So, just as a little tidbit, that ties into us. 
always have the Mary Poppins reference, rats. I love the way this movie begins when you literally just have Mary Poppins hanging out in a cloud doing her makeup, <laughs> looking all prim and proper, doing her makeup. I'm like, this just gives the vibe. So you just in know, <laughs> you just, you just know she's, it's weird. <laughs> she's in a cloud. It's bizarre. But the way she's just sitting there so prim and proper, touching up her makeup you, and the way she just looks so put together, mm-hmm. you just get that, that cool vibe mm-hmm. from her. You know how she's going to be the whole movie and it's just. It's awesome. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love the beginning. Well, past that part when we get to meet Bert and he's singing a little bit and he breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. You know, Dick Van Dyke. I know. I, was, I saw DVD and I'm like, I couldn't type it out. I was like, his name is so long. I'm like, I'm why like, is she talking to you? It didn't dawn on me that you meant yeah. Dick Van Dyke. But his I got name you. It's too long. I was like, sorry, bro. I'm not right now. I just put Dick. <laughs> I could have, but I feel like if I'm going to say, I have to say Dick Van Dyke. Like, it feels weird to talk, you know, to call him just by his first name. Yeah. It just seems wrong. Like, you know, well, his Dick first Van Dyke. name, his first name and his last name are very. Well, his first name is probably really Richard, right? I would assume. Probably. Or is it Dick? I don't know. That's I don't know. a question. I I'll, just, I'll, I don't know. I'll look it up. Now I'm curious. Me. Yeah. But you're right. His first and his last names are very awkward, but you put them all together and it's magical. So there you go. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you stick them all together Richard Wayne Richard. Van Dyke okay there we go so he's technically Richard but and you know. he's still alive today 90 96 <gasps> on December 13th he will be 97 December 13th okay gotcha I think he's gonna outlive Betty White like I Betty made it to 99 I would not this be surprised man, if Dick Van Dyke made it to 100 he has so much energy yeah I can see it I can see yep. it just oof and he was perfect for this role honestly just all this energy that he brought to it he was perfect mm-hmm. but as I was saying I love that they have Dick Van Dyke slash Burt break the fourth wall so he's setting up the story he's introducing us where we're at he's our narrator yeah he's giving us a background but it feels very natural and it's fun we always Mm -hmm. love things that break the fourth wall so obviously we're we're totally totally into that and when i was watching this again like i'm trying to watch this not as i did when i was like you know five I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like, okay, we're going to talk about the movie. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, the sister suffragette song. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, every song in here is iconic. And yes. it sticks in your head and, and all that. And the the mom having that whole goal and mm-hmm. focus, it makes mm-hmm. it makes sense. They added that in because in the book, I believe she was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And Walt Disney and the writers, they were all just like, she needs something to do. So it makes more sense why she's not watching the Around. kids as closely. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of where the suffragette thing came in. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, they did like this whole big musical number with her. Not that it wasn't fun, but I was kind of like, what was the point of it? It seemed a little bit random almost to have her mm-hmm. do an entire musical number. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I was just like, you know, is this like a political thing they were trying to sweep in? It doesn't seem like a very Disney thing, although he, this movie's very pro feminist, I would say, with yeah. Mary Poppins and her and, and all that. So apparently the actress, Glynis Johns, thought she had a bigger part in the movie. I believe she actually even thought she was going to be Mary Poppins, but they already cast Miss Julie Anders as Mary Poppins. And so that was not available for her. So Walt felt bad. He had apparently like he went out to lunch or something with her and was talking it over. And she was kind of like, eh, she didn't know if she really wanted the part if she wasn't going to be like the main star. So he told her 
that she had a big solo number, which was not written and not done at all. Uh, and she said she would listen to the number and then decide if she really wanted the part. So basically then Disney had to go back to the Sherman brothers and was like, I need you to do this like now, because this is how we're going to get this lady signed on. So there was one story that they, the Sherman brothers did the whole song over lunch and seems a little embellished as Disney does. I don't believe that's the true story. Oh no, I, I could see it. But no, the real thing from what I gathered when I read a little bit more about it is they already had a song they had started and they uh, just, that makes more sense. yeah, they switched it up. So they probably could have done it very quickly because they already had a song started and then they just came up with this sister suffragette lyric, mm-hmm. you know, kind of put it, pushed it together. So, yeah. So that's why she has that big musical number because Walt was at lunch and was like, yeah, you have a big solo. And then it was it made into being <laughs> magically as Disney does. Well, and <sighs> That whole scene, like, I never thought it was out of place. It made sense to me because in the 60s and 70s, women's suffrage was going on and mm-hmm. and things, people were trying to fight for women's rights at that point. So to me, that scene made sense because Disney tends to throw in something that's always mm-hmm. going on during the time of the movies. I know, like, the movie was taking place in, technically, the time frame is, like, 1910 yeah, is 1910. When, mm-hmm. when this movie was taking place, but... During mm-hmm. the 60s and 70s, women's suffrage was huge. And mm-hmm. honestly, it probably helped draw in some of the women to yeah. really have a character that they felt they bonded with. Mm-hmm. I thought the the character thing made sense. I just thought the musical number was kind of big for what I, I was just like, oh, this is kind of like a lot yeah. for her. That was more my thing. And I, I like the song, though. I'm glad they put it yeah. in there. And I'm glad she got that whole solo from Disney's Live. Our daughters, daughters will adore us. It was a good way to set her up. Grateful and, chorus. And now that I think about well it, though, she, she did not originally have that song, but they have a whole song that Mr. Banks sings about the way he likes things done in his life and all mm-hmm. that. So yeah, that's actually really fair that she got one, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that worked Well, and out. it shows, like, the difference. that the differences between the two of them. <sighs> And it also shows that not all women just submitted mm-hmm. to their husband in the way they wanted because she did her own thing in the background when he wasn't around. Mm-hmm. He knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. but they acted like they didn't know what she was. He didn't know mm-hmm. what she was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm. Oh, so we talked <laughs> about the nannies being men, which is fascinating to me and makes sense. <laughs> but I did not... I do not have any ability to watch this part where the nannies fly away without laughing because it just makes me laugh the way they just blow away. And I'm like, Mary Poppins, that's kind of rude (laughs) to just (laughs) blow away all these people. Like, where did they go? Like, they just like flew and they didn't return. So I guess they were just like, I guess we're not, I'm not going to be the nanny. So I'm going to go be a nanny somewhere else. Maybe this is not the first time they got blown away. Mary Poppins seems to have a sort of underground reputation. So they might be like, ah, shoot, Mary made it. It's so it's Mary. <laughs> Mary Poppins is coming. We're just, just forget it. She blew us oh, away again. Is there another house we can go to? <laughs> uh, it just cracks me up the way that they all just fly through the air. And oh. yeah. And then nobody notices inside the house, of course. And then they're all just like, oh, where'd they go? Okay. Mm. <laughs> all, right. all there is is a dog sitting there. The, <laughs> just... the, the, what do they call it? The shoot. I can't remember the line. She oh, opens like, the door. Like the position has been filled. Yes, or... The position yeah, has I been think, filled. Yeah. 
the mm-hmm. position has been filled and andrew just turns around and he's like mm-hmm. trots cool. off sure <laughs> okay go. i'm gonna go tell uncle albert that she's back yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> let me go find him oh so funny and i love when she, mary poppins does come in and that whole first con- first conversation with mr banks and mm-hmm. the way she just manipulates it i just love watching mm-hmm. it the way yep. she twists and turns and then she's and the way that he's just so confused and she's just like hello are you mr banks who needs a nanny hello are you the banks mm-hmm. children like wake up bro I, like, i'm talking to you is this mm-hmm. right am i at the right place and he's just like what is happening uh, and well, and he's so confused because he's she's literally reading the this kids. the the kids thing, and mm-hmm. he's like over at the fireplace, like acting about what he did, and she's just like he's losing it. Like, yeah, like, are you okay? And she she's knows. like, you know what? I'll I'll just give you a week. That's we'll my favorite part is how it at the end it turns around <laughs> on him, and she's just like, yeah, I'll see how it goes for a week, and then we'll decide after yeah. that. Cracks me up just the way she does that whole thing. fantastic and the other thing disney does this so well so you have Mm -hmm. mr banks he does a whole song and goes on and on about his prim and proper life and how he likes things done and he comes in and at you know 501 he's doing this and five whatever time it was i'm doing and it's so funny to me that you live (laughs) next door to this dude who has a house that looks like a boat Mm-hmm. And he fires off a cannon, and you all know he's gonna fire off a cannon every and brace, hour. And you brace everything every hour. You you just accept this, and you're just like call it out, brace you know in your places, brace everything, and they do it. And like even in the middle of this scene, post everyone. huh? Post everyone. Oh yeah, post everyone. <laughs> and even in this scene, the piano like flies towards him, and he just sits down with his cup of tea. And I'm like, this this doesn't okay this just fits into the picture of your life okay sure and they're just they're just like yeah that's just <sighs> the way of life it's so funny it just the it's the juxtaposition so cracks me mm-hmm. up with that entire thing and disney just again they do that he does that so well the absurd tied into the normalcy mm-hmm. and you don't really think about it <laughs> but when you think about it you're just like hold on a second what is with mr banks what is his deal? well and just even like at the end he's like and when I sit down to a piano, I want it in tune. Mm-hmm. Mr. Banks, you don't, you don't you play don't the play. piano. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, it's like, I don't care. And he just gets up and goes. I'm like, oh God. This guy, this guy, he really needs to chill out. Yeah. Mary Poppins was he right. He needs to go fly a kite. Mm-hmm, he does. <laughs> <sighs> so fun fact, if you didn't know, although I can I hear it when he talks, Uncle, <laughs> yep. the actor who plays Uncle Albert is also Mad Hatter. And I'm Heck just yeah, like, he is. literally is like Mad Hatter in real flesh in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> it's like this same sort of bizarre behavior without I mean, the hat. Yeah. You're at a tea party. Yeah. It's, that's what made me laugh Being too. mad. <laughs> it makes me laugh too. I'm like, oh, it's the Mad Hatter at a floating tea party. How perfect. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So Dick Van Dyke and Mr. Dawes senior junior or senior okay because he's senior. in the next movie he's a yeah this so one he's senior next senior. movie is the next junior. one which is super funny too but funny. all right so exactly the same <laughs> so Dick Van Dyke obviously got the part of Bert and they wanted him for Bert they had seen him and I guess mm-hmm. in their minds or who they wanted to cast was was Dick Van Dyke but after he read the script he decided he also wanted to be Mr. Dawes senior so Dick Van Dyke was the one who's like, oh, I want to play this other part as well. But 
he he said he even told Walt Disney like I'll do the part and I I don't need to be paid for an additional acting like I'll do it for free and Walt was like no I don't know why and the reference I was reading they didn't know why either they're just like it wasn't clear why Disney was just like no I don't want you being in both of these parts but apparently Dick Van Dyke said that Walt Disney made him do a screen test and gave him the part but also told Dick Van Dyke that he had to donate $4,000 to Cal Arts School before he could play the part. So basically, Dick Van Dyke paid to be the second part, to be Mr. Did, Dawson. Did Walt Disney just extort money out of Dick Van Dyke? He got him to donate money, so I guess that's a good thing, but I don't know what Disney... That is slight extortion! I don't know what the deal was with Walt Disney. I Like I said, I couldn't... I didn't see that, but... Unless, like, he had an idea of who he wanted to play Dick Van... Or Mr. Dawes, and the only way, like... Mm-hmm. maybe this it was going to help the school or this whatever i'm and, assuming because he had him donate to a, a you know cal art school so it's not yeah. like walt was like give me the money like he yeah it was to professional future people art, yeah. artists you know so i wonder yeah that's interesting. but yeah i thought it was let's have dick funny. van dyke he's still <laughs> around we could ask him yeah he's we like, should why can you why can did explain? you have to do this i did this part of this i got was an interview that dick van dyke had uh, given to cnn i think it was oh, CNN. Okay. but i don't know if he mentioned or if he even knows like, what remember the deal that was. interview with cnn about the money you had to give why, why? <laughs> give us more what? details walt's not around just tell us what is the deal <laughs> and the thing that cracks me up is when you see mr Dawes senior i'm like oh i cannot picture anybody else being mr Dawes senior with and, the antics and and just the the character and i think that's why because he's still around we had to have him in mary poppins too like we mm-hmm. couldn't have anybody else if he didn't make a cameo Dawes junior yes also fun fact so at the end of the movie when you're watching the credits when mm-hmm. mr Dawes senior comes up it does not say Dick Van Dyke. It's got, it's his name, but it's like the letters are all mixed up. So it's a different oh, an anagram. Yeah, that's the word. I was like, I can't think of the word anagram. Yes. And it kind of does this little dance and then moves into the right order. So then it says Dick Van Dyke at the end. Oh, that's funny. And it's so cute. And I did not realize that because I don't know. I don't really watch credits once the movie ends. I have another tie into that when we talk about the next movie. Which okay. Made me very happy. They probably did it again. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. They did. They yeah. did another little rendition of that. So, yeah. So let's see. Oh, this was so nice. I don't remember where I came across this at, but the part of the bird woman, bird, mm-hmm. bird woman, mm-hmm. it's such a big part of the story, right? When Mary Poppins is. is singing about her and, mm-hmm. and it brings a lot of heart to the movie. So because of that, Walt Disney asked veteran actor Jane Darwell to play the part but she was 83 years old at the time and had retired a long time ago and i did not know this because you know this is well before our time so apparently Mm -hmm. jane darwell also won an oscar for playing ma jode in the grapes of wrath which is another very big story big movie that's a big deal so did not know that so that's another fun little fact Apparently, unfortunately, Jane had suffered from heart problems, so that's why she was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm retired. I'm not really interested. But Walt being Walt charmed her into taking the part because, you know, that's what he does. It's Walt. 
and he promised that her filming would only take one day, offered her a limo to take her to and from the studio, because of course he did. Of course. <laughs> Not surprised. And to make her more comfortable, the crew actually cut a hole in the stairs of the set so she could sit on a pillow. Good. Oh, that's so nice. And this was actually her final film. She passed away a few years after it was released. And I was like, that's such a nice story for the Blurred Woman. And I didn't mm-hmm. know all that. And it makes me appreciate that scene even more. Yes. You know? Same. <sighs> Warms your heart, as most of Mary Poppins does. Yes. And the movie magic. So this movie is so old. It's so old, but I don't know. It never seems like, you know, sometimes you watch old movies and you're just like, the it's, this is this old. stuff is like, uh, cringeworthy. Up. Yeah, it's so cringe, right? But I just, I do not feel that when I'm watching this. 50, 60, basically 60. We're almost to 60 years. So in so, two years, we will be doing another round of Mary Poppins. a long time ago. But it, <laughs> to be fair, Disney... They've always been ahead of the game when it comes oh, to stuff always. like this. Just like, always. you know, eventually when we get to talk more about industrial light and magic, the same sort of idea, which is another reason why we love them so much, because they just do such innovative things. So Disney was so far ahead of his time, but I don't watch like the animated scenes, you know, where they're they're on the horses bouncing around and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any of that and think, oh, that's terrible. It looks so bad. Now, no, it looks so good still. It does, really and truly. All of it still looks good. And even with them flying around and stuff, I don't feel mm-hmm. like it looks overly awkward or anything. And that's just kudos to them and how well this movie mm-hmm. was put together. And when I was looking up the special effects stuff, out of curiosity, I found this great little quote from oh boy. our queen, Ms. Julie Andrews. So she was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and she said in regards to, you know, having to fly, mm-hmm. as she does a lot in the movie, I was hanging around up there for the longest time with the umbrella. I thought I felt the wire leave and drop about six inches. <gasps> I was nervous and very tired. So she called down to the crew to let her down slowly, but a wire broke, and as she was lowered, it caused her to fall which is terrible. Oh no. He said, I plummeted to the stage and there was an awful silence for a minute. And I did let fly with a few Anglo-Saxon four letter words, I have to admit. And that was the best part because I'm like, you know what, Julie Andrews, <laughs> who wouldn't at that point in time? You know, who wouldn't? Because seriously, thank goodness she was okay, but oh my thank God. Thank goodness she felt the wire so she could start to get lowered so she yeah, didn't so fall from the height like, she was at. This is a problem. It, Let me down. Right. Mm-hmm. She was right. Oh, man. Oh, it's so crazy, though. But it just made me laugh her. the way she described the, the, the Anglo-Saxon four-letter four word. Uh-huh. Yeah, that just cracked me up when she was saying oh, that. That's fantastic. I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the bird that they have when she's singing to the little oh, robin, yeah. obviously it's an animatronic, which makes sense because Disney ended up with an entire show full of animatronic birds. She, she did the whistling for that. Did she? That's so she fun. It was, I didn't put the, I was reading through the trivia and that was one of them. She did the whistling for the robin. I could see that. Julie Andrews mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Of course she can whistle like magically. Course, well, it's, she could, her voice could it's make insane. noises only dogs could hear. Like, it's insane. She is insane. I just... End of story. Good insane people. Yes. Insane. Yes. No, this is a good, good admiring her. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the harnesses to make them fly. So yeah. I, I, I guess there was not green screen yet. So they used sodium vapor compositing, which huh. sounds awful because it they, does. Sounds like a drug. Yeah. They said the process was hard on the actor's eyes. 
So it's literally like a vapor. And I was just like, oh, that sounds awful. Thank goodness for green screens now. And blue screens making things a lot easier for people. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> another fun fact, the obviously the cartoon characters were not on set as we know, they were added mm-hmm. later. So because yeah. the special effects were filled in later, we had these large sweaty prop guys in braces dancing about with cut out horses and penguins to show us what was going on. They both tried hard not to cuss in front of us children, said <laughs> actress Karen Dotris. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Uh, I can imagine though, if you're like a big sweaty prop guy and now you're dancing like a fool in this Disney movie, you're probably just like, I'm oh ready to go gosh. home for the day. I am so yes. done. And okay, so the the quote that you had, one of the quotes you had earlier, where Mary Poppins says, "I never explain anything," that mm-hmm. was in the great movie ride. Before you got on the ride, they had a scene, they had a movie screen that would play little scenes from movies. That was in there, so I always think of that. But the worst, the worst part, and. It really hit me. I don't know why this week when I was watching it, it really got to me. are you doing this to me? I'm sorry. It really got to me this week when I was watching it. So I had to bring it up. When they are seeing, when Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke are singing Chim Chim Cherry, there was a whole scene at the great movie ride where you were in it. And it was amazing. They looked so lifelike. They had, you know, everybody dancing on the chimneys and Mary Poppins floating up and down. And it was magical. And it looked just like them. The scene is insane when you look at it. And I just had such nostalgia when the scene came up this time. And I don't know what it was about this time when I was watching it, but I was just like, I'm going to like lose my mind because I miss it so much. Yeah. I still am mad. I I'm I'll be furious the rest of my life. I'm still, I will. And you know what? And then I was, who made the decision? I love you, Iger, but if you're the one who made the decision, so help me. Punch you in the face. (laughs) Once, and then I'll hug you because I like a lot of the other. Then stuff. I definitely am ready. Well, then we're all gonna punch him in the face. But then, I, then I just like went down this like horrid rabbit hole in my head where I was just like, "So what did they do with the animatronics? Did they store it as an archives? Could I go see her? What did they do with all this stuff?" Because now I start getting more mad about it, and I just kind of worked myself up into a thing. And then I had to refocus on the movie because <laughs> I'm like, they're still in the scene. Just enjoy it. But I just I had this like little little like yeah. blip in my enjoyment where I got mad at Disney for that. Well, and a lot of the scenes in the great movie ride were old movies that you and I really didn't watch growing up. Like I no. watched like singing in the rain later and which was Casablanca. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Casablanca is now one of my favorite movies. That's a classic. That I, right I watched there. in college mm-hmm. that I own now. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the line. Here's to you kid. Like I just, mm-hmm. I always but, wanted like, to hear that on the ride too. If we didn't hear it, I got yeah. sad. Oh, I got so sad if we missed it on the yeah. ride. But some of the other scenes like Jungle Book and and um, there was another one with the, the ladies in the water and... Oh, right at the beginning. Yeah, Not it looked Jungle very Buck. cool, but Tarzan. it was Busby Berkeley's Tarzan? something. Something, I don't know. Something. And then it went to Singing in the Rain. Like we yes. could literally people, we could walk yeah, you through. We could, yeah. And, and then you had like the Indiana Jones kind of yeah, area. Which was but the, fine. Yeah. yeah. But like I don't remember many of the scenes except for like Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, 
and Casablanca. Oh, I do remember Alien, but that's for other reasons. Ugh. Oh my gosh, Ugh. the Alien. This is me. Alien would come out every time. I'm like leaning over because I know like, not, you know you what's coming, but you I was like, coming, the Alien drips from the ceiling. Yes, Ugh. literally pops from the ceiling. So me leaning over every time. I'm just like, can I looking up? And then there was one that popped out of the wall. So if you were in yes. all the way in the back, then he would come out of the wall. On, it, on the right whatever. side. Yes. And then I knew it. So then I'm just like, lean the other way. I just <laughs> like, close my eyes. I don't just... see it. It's not there. Yeah. And the whole, that scene was so creepy because you would go literally from, I mean, the cheesy gangster nonsense scene and the Western and all that. And like, everything was like, cool. Right. And you're just like, oh, this is like a fun ride. And then. The, well, the lights go you... in and you hear the warning yeah <laughs> warning the area you're about to enter is extremely dangerous and i'm like what <laughs> what's happening like, i'm sorry what movie did you just pull us into we, <laughs> we just, just got we were... hijacked now what's happening we were just having fun i don't understand what we're doing <laughs> we were getting hijacked well it was fun though to be hijacked it's true yeah. Oh, especially and, and, the and the Wizard of Oz scene. Wizard of Oz scene, I'll never forget either. Oh, so the Wizard of Oz scene, we've gotten so off topic, but the Wizard of Oz scene, my mom told me when I was little and we first went on it, the witch scared the life out well, of me. Yeah. Because I was like four. <laughs> yeah. She's so lifelike in that. I was just like, uh, this is terrible. I don't like her. But by the end, I loved it because it looks so realistic and just the way she pops oh. up. Oh. It was great. So aren't you Disney and your stupid Mickey railroad, <sighs> railway, whatever. Anywho, we need to move on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just yeah, wasn't. you did that. Like, I read your stuff this morning. I'm like, are you trying to kill me this I morning? Like, you say it. You, you just, it, okay, whatever. Moving I on. I had to say it. I didn't put much in my opinions because I figured I was going to p- bounce off of you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Julie Andrews is queen. I put it in mm-hmm. here. I've already said it a zillion times. I'll say it forevermore. Yes. Mm-hmm. The day we lose her, you will not hear from me for a month because mm-hmm. I love her so much. Oh, Julie. Some of my favorite moment, moments from this movie is I love the sliding up and down the stairs. Like it's the, so the fantastical, fun. the fun, fast, fantastical parts of this movie really yes. just really draw a child in. Like I wanted to do that when I was younger. We didn't have well, we did have stairs, but not like that, like where they're railing all the way up and mm-hmm. it was a basement staircase. So we mm-hmm. couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. but I wanted to slide up and down the stairs like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to put away toys by just snapping my fingers. Exactly. Life would have been so much easier and fun jumping in and out of the paintings. Oh, like it was like one of those things of like, I want to jump. Can, can we jump into a book too? Like, I'm sure I she could do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she had the power. And the measuring tape scene, to this day, I will always, like, the measuring tape scene, to this day, I want a replica, like, exact replica of all the different things they put on there, because I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know where I am at five where are we foot at? three. Where are we at? Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to know. <laughs> How tall um, is Julie Andrews? She's not five three, sadly. No, she's not. Okay. No. Okay. Because it says it on the measuring tape, and I always, I think it's, like, five five or something like that. Five six. I, you know what? I was, I... Don't remember what it said. That's I'd have sad. to go back and look, but I'm mm. a part of me is like Jane with the giggling. I'm like, I probably was around there. That's excessive funny. giggling. I do love that. And who doesn't oh. love someone who excessively giggles? Mm-hmm. Oh, it says Julie Andrews is like five eight, so I don't know if that's what the oh. deep said, but 
Well, maybe the measuring tape was higher. <sighs> I don't remember. Much taller than us, so. She's 5'8"? Yeah. Wow. She looked kind of tall. That's why I was like, let me ask. Yeah. Because, well, she was in but, heels, so I but just. But still, next think... to Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van uh, Dyke isn't, true. he's pretty tall, right? He is pretty tall. He's like six, almost six foot. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to look that up because it's going <laughs> to. Bug yeah. Six one. Oh, nope. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this is just, it's, it's an iconic movie that I will watch yes. for the rest of my life. All of the, as we said, all of the songs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like just even thinking about the chalkboard, the chalk scene, like some of my, the, the little fox, the random little fox mm-hmm. that Dick Van Dyke picks up, the mm-hmm. penguins, the oh, penguins. just Mary Poppins winning the race. Mm-hmm. Like, um, excuse me, gentlemen. Oh, of course, ma'am. Of course. Yeah, and then they go, go back to, to being yes. so serious after she passes them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, mm-hmm. so much fun. So yeah, much fun. Love it. Oh. Okay, now we got to talk about Miss Mary Poppins Returns. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Yes, this will be a little okay. bit shorter. It will. For, for those of you listening. Yes. In Depression Era London, this is supposed to be about the 30s. Yes. A non a non, <laughs> a noun, now grown <laughs> Jane and Michael Banks, along with Michael's three children, are visited by the enigmatic Mary Poppins following a personal loss. Though her unique magical skills through through her I was like, hold on. unique <laughs> magical skills, and with the aid of her friend Jack, she helps them rediscover the joy and wonder missing in their lives. Okay, so I I, I shorten this trivia down. Mm-hmm. So Dick Van Dyke was actually offered four options for his dance scene. We're just going to start off with Dick Van Dick Van Dyke. Each with a varying degree of difficulty. He insisted on performing the hardest dance routine and refused any help from fellow cast members while filming the scene. The resulting dance scene was so well received that there were reports of audiences applauding during the screening to see the old actor dance so well for his age. I, I, believe I was it. one of them. I applauded. It's insane. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. He's so old in this. Like he's ninety six now, but he was still he so was old. He was ninety one exactly. Dick Van Dyke. So he looked younger than his nine than his ninety one years. Disney had to use old age makeup and air to make him look slightly older still. That's hilarious. Which they, he looks exactly like does senior. Like they literally just took what they did in the sixties, reapply it to him in the two thousands, and they did. there's Junior. They did. <laughs> Exactly the same. Let's see here. So I didn't realize Karen Dotris, who played Jane, was in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I need to rewatch it again and it's, find her. It's so She's an quick. elegant lady. It's literally when Mary Poppins and Jack are like outside, and there's one random lady that walks by, and she says she's looking for like 17 Cherry Street. And oh, they're that's like, oh, who it's, it is? it's two down. Yes, that's literally her. That's why it's like blinking, you miss oh. it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They could have given her something a little bit more. Maybe, maybe that's all she wanted. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, she played Jane Banks. Karen Dotris played Jane Banks in, of course, Mary Poppins. She does make her care her cameo, which we were just talking about. Um, before leaving, she says many thanks sincerely. In the first movie, this was the phrase Jane and Michael Banks used at the end of their letter, requesting a new nanny. Cute, 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 cute. Mm-hmm. 
Miss Dame Julie Andrews, who portrayed, of course, Mary Poppins in the title video, endorsed the casting of Emily Blunt as her successor, calling it a wonderful casting decision. Blunt said it was lovely to receive Mm -hmm. Andrew's stamp of approval and cried tears of joy when she found out about Andrew's reaction. I mean, adorable. Yes. (laughs) Cause you are literally like embody, you are about to embody the one of the most iconic characters played by one of the most iconic actresses of all Mm -hmm. time. You have, I mean, it's a big deal, Mm -hmm. big, big deal. So nice. So after she got the part, Emily actually dove into P.L. Travers' books and found out that Mm -hmm. the character is remarkably different, which we knew, from Walt Disney's vision and Julie Andrews' characterization. So Blunt's interpretation is actually closer to the books. So suck it, Dan. She told you. He doesn't like her performance. I'm like, it's because she actually went towards the books. Mm -hmm. The whole movie is actually... The the little bit that I was reading about it this morning. It's much closer. It's much closer to the books. They take from yeah. different books in the series, but they do yeah. a lot of little storylines and things from the books. Mm-hmm. Yep. They that still put different. in the animation. They still do what Disney did, but her portrayal of Mary Poppins is actually closer to what Mary Poppins was supposed to be. Not that Andrews's Mary Poppins was bad. And you can mm-hmm. still see the similarities. You can still see yes. the mirroring of she embodied Andrews and she also brought in the Mary Poppins from the book so she did a really good job of bringing them together like mm-hmm. I am really excited for Emily's like just long-term career because oh, this yeah. was like a defining moment for me for her mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see where she goes from here mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this was released 54 years after Mary Poppins so this came out four years ago setting new records as the longest gap between a live action movie and its sequel this yep. is a long time. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. At first it was Star Wars and then this one took over. Yeah. In the book, Mary Poppins comes back. Mary Poppins' cousin Topsy is actually a male. And the reason for his world being upside down every second week is because his mother wanted a girl, which meant he was backwards from the beginning. Interesting. Okay. But I oh my gosh, I'm just blanking. Who plays? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, yeah. Yeah, I love Meryl's interpretation of Topsy. It's one of my favorite scenes from this movie. Mm -hmm. She's so much fun. I was like, when I remember when I saw that she was in the movie, I freaked out. I was Mm -hmm. so happy. Because I love her in Into the Woods. What? Like, they got Meryl Streep? What? I swear, (laughs) anything she's in, you're just like, okay. (laughs) Sign me up. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see here. And in homage to Dick Van Dyke's notoriously bad Cockney accent. Mm -hmm. From the original Lin-Manuel Miranda speaks in a Cockney accent as well. Mm -hmm. And then like Julie Andrews, Emily Blunt had to wear a wig in this film since her hair is blonde and not brunette. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. So that's just some trivia of Mm -hmm. the second Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. Other other big names in this movie, Colin Firth was another big one. Yep, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, Angela Lansbury (sighs) people. Um, If if you don't know which one she was, because you're used to just seeing, like hearing her voice, um, she was giving away the balloons. So cute. I'm not going to lie. I forgot she was still alive. She, I don't know I how old she, she was passed. in this movie, but yeah. I thought she had passed at this point. And then when I saw her in the movie, I'm like, wait, Mrs. Potts is still alive? What? Oh, that's what I equate her to. But she also yeah. was like Murder, She Wrote or something like that. Yeah, she was in Murder, She Wrote. And she's she's the big is she, actress. Did she finally pass? 
I have no idea, actually. I did not look to see. No, she is also still alive. Yeah. She's turning 97 this year. Oh, so she and Dick Van Dyke are like the same age. So she was born October of 25 and he's born December of 25. Okay. All right. Did not know. So she's still around. Good for you. Love you too, Angela Lansbury. I just Disney, love Disney people last forever. I know. And the, the way she pops up too, like you just hear her singing and I'm like, oh. uh-huh. And you know, <laughs> it's great. You know, you're like, cause you hear her voice really before you see her and you're yep. like, Mrs. Potts, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and then she's just there handing out the balloons, singing about it. And I'm like, this is great. What a perfect cameo for her. Yeah. I love it. Well, it, and so if you like watching the movie, I'm going to give my dissection a little bit. Uh, watching the movie, they really do kind of mirror the first movie, like yeah. in the in the order. Mm-hmm. So a tragedy happens or there's some sort of, not tragedy, but it's, mm-hmm. you see that there is something wrong, just mm-hmm. like in both of them. The conflict. And then yeah. the con- mm-hmm. the, there's the conflict. And then Mary Poppins randomly shows up when you don't sky. expect her. From and that sky. part where she walks in to the house and Michael and Jane just like their faces. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Michael, we are still not a codfish. That's and the best. And she makes a comment too. Oh, we're still giggling. I see yep. Jane. And I'm just yep. like, oh, these poor like- kids. <laughs> And I love the line. My favorite line in that whole movie is I'm here to save the, I'm here to take care of the Banks kids. Mm-hmm. We don't need ta- taken care of. Oh yes, you too. You too. And <laughs> just the way she, she says it too. Just, oh yes, you too. Oh yes. You <laughs> so too. casual. I'm like, oh, it I get it. was in the trailer. That part was in the trailer. And I remember when I was watching the trailer in that part, when I was like, oh, yes, like mm-hmm. it's about the actual Banks kids, not the new, I mean, I mean it is the new kids, but but yeah, Mary Poppins doesn't come yeah. in for the children. Mary Poppins comes in for the grownups, just like she adult. did the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. But where was I going with all of this? Oh, I'm the the mirroring. So they have the conflict. She comes in. They're like, we can't, I like both movies, we can't, we can't afford her. We can't have her. They let her stay. And then you have so like the bubble scene is equivalent to like cleaning up mm-hmm. the the bowl scene where they go into the music hall is equivalent of the the chalkboard. Like they mm-hmm. they use the same formula, yeah. just with different scenes and different things. Just like Star mm-hmm. Wars, Star Wars did the exact same thing. A lot mm-hmm. of other sequels do the exact same thing. So it was cool to kind of still have that familiar formula mm-hmm. to go off of um, for the newer generations who have not seen yeah. this yet. So. And from what I read too, honestly, the books kind of did that too. They they yeah. said they tend to have kind of repetitive stories in that way so and books did that back then that's how yeah. they that's how they wrote back then mm-hmm. so it all ties together books like that as well yeah mm-hmm. all yeah. works out together mm-hmm. yeah well, <sighs> do you want to go into your opinion okay so we've said this already obviously but emily blunt awesome amazing so glad they picked her great choice mm-hmm. loved her interpretation did such a good job mm-hmm. there's nothing else to say really about yep. her yeah yep. honestly this movie compared to the first one though even though it does have a lot of similarities it feels much more fantastical it does. but that's got to be because you've got improved special effects technology yeah. it's gonna look different they're not it's more digital than like the mm-hmm. yeah the with real... the cartoons and yep. stuff i mean mm-hmm. it's it looks different the way that they yeah. do it and i understand that but it did feel a little bit more like fantasy level mm-hmm. than the first one 
Travers is probably rolling in her grave. (laughs) I'm sure she hated. Yes. Looking down from wherever she is. I'm sure she's just like, this is awful. Worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because the first. Yelling at Walt in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) The first one. Probably because they had to do more technical things back then. It did feel more grounded in reality. Where this one at times I felt a little bit more like it wasn't. But it's still a fun movie. So, I mean, not knocking it because of that at all. Can you imagine it though? Like they're, they're wherever they are. And Travis is like, I'm sorry, Walt, what is your company doing again? What did they just do to my show again? Didn't I say no more? Yeah. And poor Walt's probably up there being like, oh no, not again. Like I can imagine it. I'm sure he's up there and he's just like, this is great. Are you not watching the same thing as me? This This is awesome. (laughs) I'm sure he's telling her she's ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. no doubt okay no doubt you just had that thought in my head i'm like oh that's funny it's very funny to picture though so let's see oh one actress we did not mention was julie Walters. oh yes how did i miss that <laughs> which just another harry potter tie-in <laughs> uh-huh. like that's where we're gonna go with this is <laughs> it's molly so it yeah makes me sad that we didn't have both of them because she mm-hmm. was the younger one mm-hmm. in the first movie yeah. still around but the other one is no longer with us which mm-hmm. made me sad they didn't like cameo or mm-hmm. yeah true uh but so much fun okay so the music again it's very well done it's awesome I don't have that same sense of songs being stuck in my head like I no. did with the first one. Now, again, not Sherman. first of all, there's a difference that number one, yeah, it's different, you know, artists putting it together. But number one, we like since I was like a wee child, I've been watching this movie and listening to these songs, Disney I don't know about as much anymore, but definitely when we were growing up, there were a lot, a lot of references to these various songs throughout the Disney Channel, Disney Parks, Disney everywhere. So it was everywhere. So it definitely get in your head that way too. But I I don't know. The songs were all really well done. It's just none of them stuck out to me as something I would listen to repeatedly like I would the first soundtrack. I found the composer and I'm looking through his stuff right now of what mm-hmm. he's done. And he has not done anything like, like South Park is on his repertoire of composing. So I find it interesting that he is the one who did Mary Poppins. Well, I do know the Sherman brothers or Sherman brother. I don't know if they're both alive this time. Did contribute a little bit. They were. The only say. person on composer is Mark Shaman. I do know, but I know they there was some sort of communication with one of the Sherman brothers, at least. Well, I mean, that would make sense, but yeah, but yeah, I'm they did not compose this, so yeah, anywhere. they did not actively compose anything. I think they just gave input. Uh, Rob Marshall did some screen story. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I. Who directed? I, think I did read that. Yeah. Oh, Rob. Rob directed. Yeah, Duh. I was gonna say I think Duh. he directed too, but don't quote me because I thought it was his film, so. Yeah, which I'm just, which you is know, well done. Have issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at the cast and crew. Keep going. No, you're good. So again, as I talked about in the first movie with Dick Van Dyke playing the elder Mr. Dawes and his fun little credit at the end, they mm-hmm. did the same thing in this. And I specifically waited for the credits on this one because I was like, I bet they'll do it. And they did. And it was the same cute little thing where the letters dance around and then it spells out Dick Van Dyke. So I thought that was a wonderful mm-hmm. callback to it. 
I did read too that Julie Andrews was offered a cameo and she declined. Yeah, I knew that too. But it makes sense because she said, this is Emily's time to shine. I'm not, I don't want everyone to be like, oh, look, there's the real Mary Poppins. I know I saw she said that specifically. Yeah, she did. And I I saw that interview. As much as I would have loved to see her somewhere in the movie, I thought that was just so wonderful that she specifically was like, no, this is Emily's Mm -hmm. moment. I'm not going to even involve myself at all. Just let her have her time to shine. It was, it was really, I think really well thought out by her because that's exactly what everybody would have done. They would have been like. Oh, the real Mary Poppins showed up in the movie, which isn't fair to Emily at all. No, not at all. We would have focused too much on Julie. It would have ruined the. Mm-hmm. It would have ruined the whole thing. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. if they do a third, I don't see a problem with Julie Andrews mm-hmm. randomly showing up somewhere. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're going to do another one or not. I doubt it. I really doubt they're going to do a third. I don't one, see it coming, but maybe I don't either. But who knows? Yeah, you never know. Uh, some parallels to the movie. Obviously, this one opens mm-hmm. with Jack singing, and yeah. the original one we had Bert singing to set up the the scene too. So that was a nice callback. Mm-hmm. Jane Banks is involved with Spruce, which is a a government change organization, yeah. just like her mom was involved with the suffragette movement. So that was a yeah. fun little little moment tie in as well. So apparently the table in the front hall is from the original movie. They got it from Club 33. And I was just like, oh, okay. I would have never no, known that, but never that's known. an interesting little tidbit <laughs> that mm-hmm. I did not know. The snow globe that Mary uses during Feed the Birds and the kite that are in this movie were not the original props, but were recreated for the film. The originals yeah. are in the Disney archives, which thank goodness which smart. they got it from the janitor. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I know. As we learned in the last <laughs> bit of trivia that I did not know before I marked this down. So it has been saved and it is archived. So yeah. rest, rest in peace, everybody. It's it's okay. They're safe. <laughs> well, in the kite, they had to rebuild the kite again. You know, yeah. What's his name? Shoot, I can't even remember the three kids' names. Hold on, I'm totally hold blanking on, on the kids' on, names. Hold on. Because I don't watch this movie for them to watch it for. Yeah, for Mary. Mary Poppins. Annabelle, John, and Georgie. Georgie. I almost said George something. Okay, Georgie. Okay. Little George. Because he's named after George Banks. Duh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Duh. Okay. Georgie has to re, like, there's new holes and stuff in it. So I'm glad they didn't use the original because there's no way they could have, like. Poke it apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing's probably fragile hmm yeah and I like that the way that they did it too like you just knew when Mary Poppins is like take out the trash and he spots oh. you know the drawing yep. on the top I'm like like it's so obvious like obviously Mary had was up to something and I always love always. that the little sneaky things mm-hmm. little sneaky way as Mary gets in gets to you but I love how she comes in on the kite it's so yeah. symbolic like she's She's coming down with the kite that mm-hmm. she left because of. Mm-hmm. Well, not because of, but like at the end. And it's just yeah. like, oh, Mary Poppins is here. Mm-hmm. She sure is. She sure like, is. I caught her on a kite. What are you, Georgie, what are you talking about? She walks in. Hello. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Okay, oh, sorry. and the, the tail of the kite is the mm-hmm. suffragette 
sad, yep. which is another mm -hmm. fun callback to the original. So yes, I'm glad they included all those little things. But mm -hmm. yeah, the movie, it's not, it does not live up to the first one. Well, no. You know, but it's okay because it's still a lot of fun. It still has a lot of fun dancing and music and cartoon characters, all things that the author would despise again. I think they, she would despise this one more than the first one. I could see that because, because it's, it's bigger than the first one. It's, it is. It's bigger and it's more obvious. Like mm -hmm. when I, I remember watching it and I love this movie, mm -hmm. but I remember watching it and just, you said like she, you knew Mary Pond Poppins was up to something. She was not that obvious in the first movie with what she was up to. She yeah, very she much kept obvious. everything very close. And in this one, they made her more obvious with the the painting or the drawing and they they correlated like the wolf in them to Colin yeah that was interesting like uh -huh. I didn't like that at all I didn't like that part. you know what yeah like now that you're bringing that, up, that yeah I the first movie was much more like we weren't using the cartoons and the adventures and stuff just like blatantly tie back into yeah. the problem and you're right and in this one he's yeah. like oh, he has the same like pocket watch or whatever it was as the wolf. And I'm like, so he's literally the wolf. That's like Mary yep. Poppins, like gave you a, a cartoon like version of him. And the That's cartoon strange. of him, like taking everything out yeah. of the nursery. Like just, it It was, it was too, it was like, that part. Yeah. Those parts of the movie were just too obvious. Yeah. It's too heavy handed with the, the, yep. yeah, that plot yep. points. Yeah. The, the storyline was not as good as the, yeah. the first one. Yeah. And uh, I I like the musical numbers in this movie, but I'm not the biggest fan of all of them. Mm -hmm. I the the tub one is fun, mm -hmm. especially but the way they do like, it. Yeah, yeah, the tub one is fun, but I am actually not a fan of the musical one. I did not like it. I was not as into it. To be honest with you, I didn't pay that much attention to it when it was on when I was mm -hmm. watching it this time because it it's not my favorite scene. Like, they could have cut that whole scene out, and I would have been like, like how they made her change into that. I'm like, yeah, that's the outfit not and stuff. Mary Poppins. Yeah, because in the the original, I mean, she did did she had, have an outfit change, but, but it was it, still very, was very Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah, yes. this and was she not went into this like almost showgirl type outfit, and I'm just yeah, like, it really was a sh like changed yeah. her hair. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's not Mary Poppins. The yeah. only good thing about that scene is Lin Manuel's rap. Mm -hmm. Only good thing about that scene that's is true. Mm -hmm. Him, I love Lin Manuel Miranda. He's fantastic. So glad he was in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I loved his little rap thing that he did there. Mm -hmm. But that that whole the whole bowl scene, I just I I you could take it out of the movie and I'd be happy. Yeah, or do just do something different with it. Since, yeah. I mean the bowl's something. kind of important, you know, to the plot, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. That wasn't my favorite. But I love Topsy Turvy's scene. Nah, I Meryl, love Meryl Streep's Streep. scene. Ah. And you don't even like realize that it's her at first, because you know, she's just you just hear her talking. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just the way they introduce her too is so much fun. You're yeah. just like, ah, she's, like, she's not. Go away, <laughs> Topsy. It's Second Wednesday. Oh, so Second ridiculous. Wednesday. I forgot. <laughs> oh well. And she just walks the in. Way I'm she's like, just like, well, right. we're just gonna go in anyway. We're gonna go. Come on. <laughs> oh goodness. And like the, I, I did find it was a little over the top too of like putting Jane and Jack together, which I thought was adorable. And I love that mm -hmm. they like 
that was a thing, but it just, there was a lot of over the top obvious things where I'm just like, okay. And the the parrot talking on the umbrella, it was a little too much for me. Cause in the first movie, the, the little parrot doesn't talk until like the very end. Like then he he talks back only to Mary. But in yeah. this, he has like full blown conversations with her, makes comments off and on, and I'm just like, eh. I wonder though if in the book, much. I wonder if that happens in the book. Now that could be, since I've not read the book, so maybe that was a little more accurate. I kind of liked the parrot talking. Mm-hmm. I thought the parrot should have talked more than the first movie in mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. I thought it would have been cute for the kids to see it. So I thought it was interesting that Georgie heard him because Georgie was really the only one who heard him. And I thought it was like adorable for Georgie Mm -hmm. to hear that because he's like the little one. Mm -hmm. But what scene breaks me up every time is Michael singing about his wife. Oh, it's so sad. It reminds me of the emotions I got with Up. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, like, why? Disney, why do you do these things? why do you do these things that you such do? A, but it was such a good emotional scene that was a good song and a good scene yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very well done mm-hmm. and I do love that the kite saved them in the end I thought again. that was very poetic mm-hmm. that the kite was the one that saved them again mm-hmm. I thought it was very I what makes me so mad at Mary Poppins in this movie is like the chimp or not the chimney sweeps what are they the light lamp what are they called i don't know what are they called they have a name that starts with an l whatever but jack and his friends yeah they Mm -hmm. literally do all these things to get up to big ben and mary's like oh my goodness i'll just do it myself and she like flies off with an umbrella i'm like you could have done that the whole time i'm just like why did we just watch the struggle when you literally could have just done that mary but i do love that they still had the captain or yep. Admiral or Colonel. I'm glad or he was he still around. Yeah, still glad doing the same nonsense. I'm glad. I thought it was very cool that like he has always, and that was what's funny to me is like he has been on the hour for mm-hmm. years, and they like all of a sudden said he's five minutes off, and it's like yeah, he's well, a little off. Now. I'm gonna go off of him, not the Big Ben. Mm-hmm. And Mary like corrects that for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. The balloon scene. I thought it was interesting that they use balloons and if they see themselves, then they can fly. I, just, that is I thought from, that was a little funny. That is from the books, apparently, though. Oh, I okay. believe I read that the that was a thing. Now, I don't know how exact, but the yeah. balloon, I believe that was pulled from one of the books that I, okay. I read about today. So, yeah, it was interesting how, yeah, look at the balloon. And like, it was very elaborate on how you pick a balloon. And I was just mm-hmm. like, okay. But it was funny that Colin first balloon <laughs> fell on the ground. That still makes me laugh. It still makes me laugh the way he just like holds it and it drops. And I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yep. We don't like you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The very, the very ending when they like land Mm -hmm. and the cherry blossoms are in bloom again. You're like, Uh, oh my gosh, it looks like the original now again. It it doesn't look dead and desolate. It Mm -hmm. looks like uh, cherry tree lane and mm-hmm. and of course when the door opens and you see the distraught on Mary's face that she has to leave again I'm like oh Mary yeah Mary Poppins she never ages either I love that you you don't look like you've aged at all Jane 
I taught you better than that or something of that nature. Yeah, she's like so offended. And I'm like, actually, she said a really nice thing about you, but okay, Mary Bobbin. <laughs> so like, that's a nice thing to say to somebody. But okay. Puzzled Bert. Oh, you know, adventuring around the world. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what does that mean? What's he up to? Very interested. He's old. What is he doing? I know. I'm like, where is he actually at? Okay. Just mm-hmm. curious. But great mystery, oh, I guess. Goodness. Oh, but yeah, Mary, the first Mary Poppins will always be the better one. Mm-hmm. The second one I think was good for the new generations yeah. of, of kids that might not understand the first one or might mm-hmm. like it because it's not as digitally blah, mm-hmm. like up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a good addition to the original yes. performance of Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the best part is really Emily Blunt. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this is very true. Yeah. Oh, anything else that you want to add in for this one? No, I don't think so. Let me see if I missed anything in my little. I don't think so. your very last one was the codfish and giggle thing. Well, we already we talked already about that. Talked about like five times. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I'm like, well, I'm not gonna say that again. We already we already talked about that. Yeah, I think I had said everything. Oh, the only thing. Okay, I have one more Travers tidbit. Oh, go for it. <laughs> so Disney, as we know, in real life, Disney gave her access to Disneyland, swimming pools, and social events with movie stars of the time, which mm-hmm. she clearly didn't care about any of this. But, you know. And apparently Disney alerted none of his people in advance, however, and left most of the responsibility of dealing with Travers to others. Songwriter Richard Sherman told the New Yorker that Walt told us two days before she came and then he went to the ranch in Palm Springs. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. Oh, like, okay, Walt. Walt. <sighs> I could see that. Okay. So I was trying to look on the calendar to see. <laughs> Next week, we'll be talking about both princess diaries one yes. and two which were julie andrews disney comeback for us and we love them mm-hmm. and we love anne hathaway oh, sorry I was like what are I we like, saying why i'm like because her mia thermopolis yeah. was the name mm-hmm. that kept coming to my head i'm like yes. no what's her real name yeah and <gasps> anne hathaway anne mm-hmm. hathaway we're really excited to talk about that so you guys have a great rest of your week we will see you next week pixie dusters mm-hmm. check out instagram tiktok facebook mm-hmm. the website what can they do on the website again go to our patreon account donations are always appreciated thank you in advance please follow us on tiktok yes yeah. Oh, selfish plug. Just so you guys know, for my ones who listen to my personal podcast, the 13914 podcast that came out a while ago, I have restarted. Mm-hmm. It came out on the second. So I already have an episode up. It is changed. Oh, yeah. The name is now the by Ashley Danny podcast because I'm changing what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you used to listen to my old one and want to listen to what I'm doing now, please go check that out. It is on Spotify and all the other listening platforms. Forms. I'm really yes. excited to be back on the air. Yes. 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 So, there you adios. Go. See you next week. Bye. See you real soon. <laughs> we think. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. Hey. 
Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.